up on today's federal newscast, a new process for handling complaints from whistleblowers who felt like they were punished seems to be working out for the Pentagon's inspector general. Congress buys itself a couple more weeks to avoid a government shutdown. And more personnel details regarding tomorrow's day off for federal employees. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm your host, Eric White. The Pentagon's Inspector General says it's seeing success with a new process to handle complaints of whistleblower reprisal. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has the details. Employees of federal contractors have the right to file complaints when they suffer retaliation for complaining about waste, fraud, and abuse, but the IG has struggled to substantiate those cases with formal investigations. In fact, there was only one case in the past year, but officials say they've had much more success with a new alternative dispute resolution process. 30 whistleblowers resolved their complaints via that less formal process in fiscal 2018. The IG says the program is modeled after one established by the Office of Special Counsel. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Veterans Affairs Department may be making decisions too fast. VA Inspector General Michael Missile says it's those reoccurring challenges and others that led to the agency's recent struggles in implementing the Forever GI Bill. VA Benefits Undersecretary Paul Lawrence says he's trying to slow down the decision-making process at the Veterans Benefits Administration. He's also reviewing how the agency can train more VBA employees to specialize in certain types of claims. A two-week funding bill is introduced in the House to avoid a potential government shutdown. The stopgap measure would keep the government open through December 31st. Without it, a handful of agencies would be without funding, including the Homeland Security Department. The impasse remains the issue of President Trump's proposed border wall. More work and fewer employees have put a toll on the IRS. The IRS Advisory Council's annual report projects the agency failed to collect as much as $84 billion over the last eight years due to workforce cuts. Since 2011, Congress has cut the agency's budget by more than $2 billion. Dennis Ventry, the council's chairman, said the workforce cuts have made implementing the tax reform law an uphill battle. U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement claims success against websites selling counterfeit goods. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. As Christmas time shopping reaches its zenith, ICE says that over the past year, it and its international partners have seized more than a million domain names selling fake products. Most were taken in civil action after investigations by the National Intellectual Property Rights Coordination Center, led by ICE. But 33,000 sites were seized criminally. ICE works with Europol, Interpol, and police in 26 countries. I'm Tom Temin. Most federal employees will not see any interruptions to their pay when the government closes tomorrow to honor the passing of President George H.W. Bush. The Office of Personnel Management releases more guidance. Most employees will have the day off Wednesday. Those who usually work an eight-hour day will get paid for all eight hours. Employees who typically work 10 hours under a compressed schedule will get paid for 10 hours. And those who already scheduled the day off tomorrow will not be docked annual leave. The Coast Guard and the Homeland Security Department's Science and Technology Directorate have launched two nanosatellites looking to support Arctic search and rescue missions. The satellites, named Yukon and Kodiak, will send emergency distress beacons to Coast Guard facilities in Connecticut and Alaska. DHS will begin tests of the emergency distress beacons starting in early 2019 and will continue through the summer. Both satellites are about the size of a shoebox. 
The military services are considering conditional deployment for some service members. The idea would deploy troops with injuries or other conditions to areas of the world more suitable for them, instead of declaring them non-deployable. The Pentagon announced earlier this year troops who were not deployable for a year or more must leave the military. The new policy may enable the services to keep more troops. DOD sets a fast timeline for its $8 billion commercial cloud effort. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller with more. The Defense Department and the General Services Administration plan to release a solicitation for the Defense Enterprise Office Solutions, or DOS, contract by February. The two agencies then expect to make an award, which some estimate to be worth more than $8 billion over the next 10 years, by April. DOD and GSA acquisition officials tell industry yesterday that the final strategy is still under development. Once it's finalized, the procurement for email and collaboration services in the commercial cloud will pick up steam. I'm Jason Miller. And the Air Force rolls out its Flight Commander's Edge program to improve its courses taught at the squadron level. The online program provides tools designed to help leaders develop and deploy courses which can be taught by anyone. The Air Force hopes the ad hoc courses can keep airmen up to date on leadership classes. The online school provides course templates, exercises, handouts, and learning aids. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And also you can follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 